I'm your host, Marilyn Boyer, the mom of 14 homeschool kids. I absolutely love young moms, and it's my privilege and passion to provide you with tips and tools to make your journey easier. Thanks for joining us today. Today, we have a topic about hospitality. And I know what you're thinking, like, no, I can't even think about that with, with teaching my kids and a house full of littles. But I want to show you how it's been a blessing in my home, and it did not come naturally to me. So let's get started. First of all, what is hospitality? Now, it's one of the character qualities that we all need to implement in our life. It's the friendly, one of the definitions is the friendly and generous reception and entertainment of guests, visitors, or strangers. Some synonyms are friendliness, welcoming, helpfulness, neighborliness, warmth, and kindness. And I want to encourage you to endeavor to make hospitality a characteristic of your home life. And why? Because through the years, we've received so many blessings and benefits from opening up our home to others. It's a biblical character trait. It's a characteristic of Jesus. And it's something that we need to cultivate in our lives and also the lives of our children as we model it for them. But you're thinking, I'm just way too busy with my littles to even think about that. It overwhelms me thinking about that. And I understand that. You know, having 14 children, my days were always filled with somebody needing me, and life was very busy. But I do think that the benefits and blessings outweigh the inconvenience. So stick with me as I share some of the ways that we made it work with children, practical ideas, and how all of this will benefit your entire family for years to come. It will make your kids into people of hospitality when they grow up in that atmosphere. So let me just begin by giving you a little background of how we got started to practice hospitality in our family. It's not something that came easily to me. I grew up in a family in the Northeast and we just didn't do a lot of entertaining. It was very rare to have folks in our home for a meal. Sometimes we'd have relatives for the holidays or something, but it was really rare. But after Rick and I were married, it's something we kind of stumbled upon. Rick was in the Air Force when we got married, and immediately, like three weeks after we got married, they moved us from Massachusetts to Florida. And we knew nobody. So we kind of stumbled upon it, but later we began to realize what a blessing it was. I guess the main reason we started inviting people in our home was loneliness. You know, we didn't know anyone at all. I had been so involved with people growing up on Cape Cod. Um, I was substitute teaching. I was doing a lot of things where I was involved with people. I was on some committees, and I had a lot of friends and family. And then we moved away to Florida, and I knew nobody. Rick would go off during the day, and I was just so lonely. So I guess that's why we felt compelled to extend ourselves to others so we wouldn't be so isolated. And then I began noticing verses about hospitality in the scripture. The Bible was very new to me. I was married only two years after being saved, and I'd not grown up with exposure to the Bible. Romans 12, 10 and 11 says, Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor, contributing to the needs of saints, 
practicing hospitality. It sounds pretty important, but we were just beginning to scratch the surface and something in me kind of resisted, like you feel like you're on display or something. And I'll share some of my fears of opening my home to others as we did, but we began to be excited developing relationships with others. We mostly had young people over first, kids younger than our advanced ages of 19 and 21. We were just kids ourselves. Our first child was born when we'd been married for 15 months. And shortly after he was born, Rick got out of the Air Force and we moved again, this time to Virginia. And we had developed some neat relationships with some of the high school kids back in Florida. And it was kind of hard leaving them because we really, we opened them in our, into, we opened our home to them. We had them in for meals. We had them help us decorate our Christmas tree and just kind of incorporated them into our family life. But here we were moving again to Virginia. So once again, we were starting over. We knew no one. We were attending at the time a really large church where it was almost impossible to get to know anybody without getting to be with them outside of the church setting. So we continued to look for others to invite into our home. Our family continued to grow and we almost always had a new baby like every 18 months or so. So our social circle came to be other families we met at the nursery and we'd start inviting them over for supper. Looking back, we had a pretty limited view of hospitality, but God was growing us as we developed close relationships with other young moms and dads in the same boat that we were in. And to this day, when on rare occasions we get together with some of those people who are so much a part of our early marriage, we just kind of pick up where we left off. So many special relationships were developed and formed during that time. Because we had the same struggles. We were new kids. We were trying to Rick was trying to go to school, and the other families that we invited over were in the same predicament. They were trying to raise young families. The husband was trying to get his degree, and we were all broke, and you know, a lot of circumstances were the same in our lives. But we developed some really special relationships for life during that time. And we started to get a much fuller picture of what true hospitality is all about. Making hospitality a normal part of our home life gave me so many opportunities to train my kids into how to treat others, whether it was adults or children, how to serve, how to engage people in conversation, how to listen, how to think of questions to ask people, how to make others feel comfortable in new situations, and how to honor those to whom honor is due. It also allowed us to put godly people before their eyes and ears who could testify to God's goodness and working in their life. Allow your children to do that. There's that verse in the Bible about inviting the godly into your home, and we, we started to do that. But allow your children to be part of the process, the preparation, the conversation, here are some ways that having hospitality in your home will benefit your whole family. As our family continued to grow, we started reaping the benefits of extending ourselves to others, and so did our kids. Though we had a house full of young children, we invited a lot of other families over for supper and events. And one of the advantages of homeschooling is that you can build a customized social circle for your children. 
both like-minded friends and also people you want to expose them to or people you want them to minister to. You can choose the families that you want to influence your kids and that you want your kids to influence as well. In school, you don't have any control over the peers your kids are exposed to. But in the context of the home, you can and you should be intentional about it. Psalm 102.6 says, Mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He that walketh in a perfect way shall serve me. Another version talks about inviting the godly of the land into our home. And this verse really struck me. I realized, wow, I need to expose my kids to the godly of the land. So we began inviting missionaries into our home or people who are interested in other people's lives, people who serve, were servant-hearted, so that our kids would have the benefit both of serving them and hearing their testimonies. Hospitality in your home allows you opportunities to train your kids to serve others. I began training my kids to serve others when they came to our house. When they were real little, of course, I had to prepare the food, but I would have my kids help serve the company, put the dishes on the table. You know, whatever stage they're at or clear the dirty dishes from the table. But as they grew in age, I would involve them in preparing the meal as well as serving. We had it pretty much down pat by the time our kids were teenagers. They would prepare the meal, serve the guests, clear the table, do the dishes, and then come and be a part of the conversation as well. You know, hospitality in your home teaches your kids how to interact with adults and other children. We taught our kids to think of questions that they could ask company to show interest in them and also to spark conversation about how the company had ministered to others through the years. When we invited other families over, I would often, often ask the dad of the family what his job was like, what training he did to prepare for his job, if he liked his job, what he would do differently, etc. Is he glad that he went to school to get training for that job? Would he do things differently? Would he do it again? So that my kids would be exposed to different vocations and different ideas and things outside the realm of our family, things beyond what we could teach them. Hospitality in your home teaches your kids to appreciate others. We expanded our reach by inviting elderly folks to our home. And we found it meant so much to older folks to have younger kids show an interest in their lives and be involved in serving them. It was an incredibly practical way to teach our kids to honor and appreciate others and the work that God had done in their lives. Boy, that's when our education really began. What a treasure we found in the lives of older folks. With the goal of teaching my kids to serve and honor them, we found we were incredibly blessed by the dimension they added to our lives. And I cannot emphasize that enough. You know, a lot of times the older people in our church, we just think, oh, that's old Mr. Jones or whoever. We don't know what they used to do for a living. We don't know what ministries they had. We don't know how they became Christians. We don't know how they served through the years. And your kids need to know these things. I used to go to people's funerals and you would hear information, well, I still do, but I would hear information shared about them that I didn't know. And I thought, what a shame that we have to wait until somebody dies to hear 
what a blessing they were to others and how they had servants' hearts and how they ministered and, and what they did with their lives and how they became to be Christians. So we thought, wow, we need to ask these questions. We need to invite these people into our home. And, you know, I can't emphasize it enough. It's been a huge blessing. We've even done that with our grandkids now. And our book, Character and Action, has several stories in there about how we have invited elderly people into our home. And my grandkids really got into it. They would dress up with their little aprons and they'd have their little um, menu in their hand and they'd take the elderly person's order, like what would you like for a drink? Would you like um, ice in your tea? Would you like what kind of food they would like? What would you like for dessert? Do you want ice cream on your apple pie? But we would let our kids dress up like they were wait waitresses and waitresses and take the people's order and then serve them and refill their drink when it got low and ask them if they wanted seconds and serve them seconds and just treat them like they were special. And, you know, we would take pictures of them with our grandkids. And I remember one elderly man, he said, I feel like paparazzi, you know, this is great. I feel so special. And after he left, I told the kids, that is what we wanted to do. We wanted to honor this wonderful saint of the Lord. He, oh boy, this one man, he used to visit over 40 shut-ins every week when he was able. He still does it now. He's very old and he's feeble and it's hard for him to get around. But he'll have somebody pick him up and take him around to visit the shut-ins. But he's just amazing. He would sing a hymn with them. He would pray with them and he would just brighten their life. After his wife died, he said, I told God I wanted to be used of God for however much time I have left on this earth. And he has done it. He's been an amazing example to us. He's written tracts, he's written his testimony, he's visited shut-ins for years. And that's the kind of people I want my kids to know. That's the kind of people I want my kids to honor. And it's just, it's been amazing. I mean, I can't emphasize it enough. You really need to do it. It will bless you. It will honor others, but you will be so blessed by it. Hospitality in your home allows you to build relationships with your kids' friends. When our older kids reached the high school and college years, we invited lots of kids their age over. We, our home was open. We had special adopteds, we called it, that just felt comfortable coming in our home at any time, opening up the refrigerator. Hey, I feel like taking a nap on Sunday afternoon. They'd go in and lay down on the bed and take a nap. But we have special, special relationships with them to this day. Instead of our kids having to go elsewhere to build relationships, we wanted to befriend their friends. And we've all been blessed by doing so. We have so many fun memories. I remember I've got a picture of one of our kids' friends. He was sitting eating chocolate chip cookies and our youngest son was uh, perched on his shoulders talking to him, you know, talking in his ear while Jeremy was eating cookies. And, you know, we've just got so many fun memories from opening our home and trying to be a blessing to others. And so many of them, we've maintained those relationships as they got older and got married and began raising families of their own. You know, it's funny, some of our younger kids grew up with their older brother's friends, almost they were kind of like brothers to them. And it's just such a great way to extend yourself to others. 
As I said, hospitality did not come easy to me. I thought of all kinds of reasons that I shouldn't invite others into my home. I thought of all kinds of reasons that I shouldn't invite others in my home. For instance, my house isn't big enough, and we have a small brick ranch. People will come in and they'll say, how did you raise all those kids in here? But we just, we took down walls, we made our carport into bedrooms, we just made it work. And as our family continued to grow, our house did not. And I was tempted to think our guests are not going to be real comfortable at our house. We have to squeeze around the table as it is now without a lot of elbow room. And we really don't have adequate seating in the living room. And all those factors are true. But I found that our guests didn't seem to mind. You know, it might not have been what they were used to, but they often seemed kind of fascinated by how a large family worked together. And the benefits of building those relationships was worth it to us. Another reason, my house isn't nice enough. We often invited people into our homes who had much nicer homes than we did. Our money went into raising 14 kids, not into fancy homes. And it was a temptation not to have people come over. But you know, I thought, I got to thinking about it, I thought, that's just a matter of pride. And I finally came to realize if our house is good enough for my own family, it was good enough for company too. We had bought our house fire damaged and we repaired it. I remember when a new pastor came to town and we were the first people to invite him over to dinner. At the time, our downstairs, downstairs ceilings were still black from soot and we were using a small downstairs kitchen instead of the upstairs because we hadn't rebuilt that yet. And I'm sure he must have thought we were crazy. But he came and we built a great relationship with him and he got to know our family and our kids have been blessed by him for years. He's now retired, but we still have him in our home and we're still blessed by him. Another reason, what will we talk about? Learn to ask questions. Teach your kids how to ask good questions. It goes a long way. Teach them by example to show interest in the other person's life. Most people will respond and they're very comfortable talking about what interests them. So don't talk about yourself, talk about what interests the other person. Then what if my kids misbehave, or maybe I should say when they misbehave? Our policy was to prepare our kids in advance for situations they would be in. And I talk about that in another podcast, how we stumbled on that. But tell them what to expect and how you expect them to behave. Teach them that their mission is to focus on the guests and look for ways to serve. You know, often kids will misbehave just because they want attention because they're bored. We assigned our kids responsibilities while our guests were there. For instance, we'd say, Laura, it's your job to sit, sit next to Mr. Stevens Carrie, and talk to him. Carrie, your job is to sit and clear the table tonight. Krista, you will refill the glasses of the drinks. Grace, your job is to wash the dishes. Matt, you will wipe the table. All the kids who were old enough were prepared in advance for what their jobs were to be. And it kind of worked like clockwork when the company came and they just sat there amazed, like how do your kids know how to do all this stuff? But it's just teaching them in advance. Um, if they did misbehave, I would pull them aside and re-instruct them so as not to embarrass them. Five, my house isn't perfectly clean. It wasn't long before I got into parenting that I realized I couldn't and I shouldn't do it all. I made a list of everything that needed to be cleaned in my house. 
Each year I'd decide who was best able to do which job. I would assign the jobs and there were certain days for doing certain jobs. So therefore, if dusting was scheduled to be done on Tuesday and we had company over on Friday night, so be it. You know, if the house is clean enough for my family, it's clean enough for company. And as a kid, I remember whenever we had anybody come over, which was rare, we would all scramble. And we kind of hated for company to come over because we were trying to get the house ready for them and everything had to be perfect. If it's good enough for your family, it's good enough for company. The last reason, it's too crazy adding more kids to the mix of my own. And with my home already full of my own children, things really could get crazy when I added another family with kids. The parents would be talking and the kids would be off playing and you'd never really know what was going on. Sometimes they'd tear stuff up, sometimes they'd make a major mess. So I started assigning a guest child to each one of my kids. I would tell each child who they were responsible for. You make sure little Sam or little Susie was not excluded from playing with the others. That my child would defer to them if they want to play Candyland but you want to play Clue you defer to them. You make sure they get to do what they want to do. And just so, and you make sure that nobody's unkind to them, that nobody excludes them. They're kind of like your little charge for the evening. And also make sure they don't tear up the house. You know? That's part of it too. Um, you know, make sure they don't do things that aren't allowed, like going through drawers or opening the file cabinet. And it worked so much more smoothly with the division of labor, each child being responsible for managing instead of just playing. It became a ministry, not just a play date. Okay, we are going to end here, and next week we're going to continue on hospitality and finish this up. I hope this has been helpful to you. If you have questions, please email me. I love hearing your input, um, but I hope you found this helpful. Have a great week.